Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This Sunday's message was a little bit different. Drawing inspiration from the Selah moments in the Psalms where you took a moment to pause in His presence. We wanted to create a similar sort of theme and make this message a little more interactive and personal. Each speaker introduces a topic drawing from our theme that has been going on for the last month on abundance and then will lead you on an activation and something to make this experience a little more personal and a little bit more interactive. So we encourage you to grab a piece of paper and find a quiet place and to be alone with God and in the presence of God and we hope you enjoy this message. Our focus um, this morning is going to be really what we've been feeling God's been saying over the last, I think, three or so weeks. Remember, I spoke about God pouring out his abundance. And um, God pouring out his abundance, in fact, like I said right at the beginning of worship, um, it's already here. We don't, you know, walk into abundance. We start with abundance. We don't live for toward abundance we're in abundance and then we live it out and that's as christians as we have so so actually we the first thing we need to do is actually embrace abundance we actually have to say i am full there is abundance and then you're going to live that out and uh, you're not we as christians we don't see and then accept it and believe you don't see and then believe we believe and then see so we believe god says pouring out abundance, and then because he's pouring out abundance, we then believe and then walk it out and see the manifestation, okay? So remember that. And then um, Nigel spoke about outpouring, and last week he spoke about the different wells, remember? And um, um, there was the well of um, competition, you know, because when abundance comes, there's always a testing of our hearts, there's always, in the Bible says, where your treasure is, where, there your heart is also. Am I, have I got that twisted wrong, wrong way? Okay, that's it. And, um, and so, you know, whether it's 0% abundance in your life or 100% abundance, you're tested. When you've got 0% abundance in your life, you're tested. When you've got 100% abundance in your life, you're tested. And if you've got 0% abundance and so-and-so's got 20% abundance, you're tested. Okay, remember we spoke about that. So we, we kinda, we're just actually going to go through, um, um, each one of us are going to go through some things. And we're going to, the reason why you've got paper is for you to work through some things in your heart. Because we want to get the Lord into our hearts and see what's there. Allow him to illuminate things that are there so that we can... Basically, pull out all the things that are going to hinder us of receiving God's um, abundance in our lives. You know, um, like we've spoken of, because we want to make room. Like, remember the last well was make God making room. We want to make room in our hearts for abundance. So that's what um, to, to, today is about. And remember, we spoke about with regard to abundance, you can pursue it with um, worldly wisdom or um, heavenly wisdom. The one was in meekness, where your trust is fully in God for Him to make um, to bring abundance in your life, or whether your trust is in self that you're going to achieve it for yourself. So, I'm going to go right ahead and ask Heidi. 
what Auntie Debbie just spoke with me about was living from a place of abundance and not shifting from a pauper or scarcity mentality to living from a place of abundance. And so just what does a scarce, is a scarcity mindset? What is a pauper mentality? Um, and that's that there's, there's a limited amount, that there's limitation, and we're not living from a place of an unlimited God and who God is. And there's um, what can I get when I get it? And even becoming jealous when others are getting things instead of standing with them and celebrating them. Um, and instead of seeing God is more than enough and it's who my God is and not just what I can see in front of me. Um, and I just, this, I was reminded of the story of Abraham and Lot when they separate and Abraham says to Lot, like, take whichever side you want and we will part ways. And Lot looks to the Jordan Valley it's well watered. It geographically looks like the better land. He's going to have more abundance, more blessing. And that's what Lot takes. Um, and Abraham takes the other portion, which is not so great from his physical perspective. But he knew who his God was. And he was like, this is the God I serve. And wherever I step my foot, there's going to be blessing. And I'm going to be a vessel through which the Lord can bless me. And then he was able to be a blessing to so many others. You look at his generations and the people and the lives that he touched because he knew who his God was. He was, tapped, he was tapped into that life source. And um, we just kind of had a more of a like hands-on analogy that we were discussing. And um, if you go into, well, we were discussing a Woolworths like bakery or if you go into your Seattle coffee shop and they have all the muffins there um, and you see like three chocolate chip muffins um, in front, and you're standing in the line waiting to get your muffin. You really want a muffin, okay? You're hungry, you've had a day, um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, And you've been weird. dreaming on that. You've muffin. been dreaming about the muffin. <laughs> you're like, I just long shopping trip, I need my chocolate chip muffin. Um, and you're standing in the queue, and there's a person in front, or a couple of people in front of you, and they take the first muffin. You're like, okay, still two, it's okay. And then the next person takes a chocolate chip muffin and you're like, there's one more muffin left. What am I going to do if the person in front of me takes it? And you start getting like anxious and panicking. You're like, I really have just got to get that muffin. Um, and the person in front of you takes that muffin. And you're like, seriously? Like, how come you got that muffin and I didn't get that muffin? And you start looking at it from a limited mentality of like, there are no more muffins. And you justify it, and you're like, oh, my word. But, you know, flippin' Billy in front of me got the chocolate chip muffin instead of me. Um, And that's a scarcity mentality. That's a pauper mentality, and that's living in a limited view. And you don't know that, actually, there is a fresh batch of, like, triple chocolate chip muffins coming out the oven, or your dad is coming home with a tray of muffins, or your husband is coming home with four chocolate chip muffins. And in the same way, when we see um, people getting promoted or going, everyone's going overseas right now, and you're like, oh my word, how come they can go overseas? How come um, they've got the money to do that, or they've got the leave to do that, or they're getting blessed with that car? And you start living from a place of limitation, or like, they've got that piece of the cake, and why can't I have that piece of the cake? Um, and yeah, and so what... What are you focusing on? What's your frame of reference? When I'm standing in front of the Seattle bakery or the Woolies bakery, I'm only seeing the display in front of me, but I can't see behind me what's happening or what's coming or the perspective. Um, And for me, I wear glasses. So if I take my glasses off, 
Um, I won't be able to see all of you. I won't be able to tell you who's sitting where if I had just walked out here. But the minute I put my glasses back on, my focus shifts and it changes. So initially, I could only see what's here. I could only see the limitation that's in front of me. But as I shift my perspective to living from a place of abundance, I can actually see you all and I can see the perspective. And so, yeah, just challenging to where's your perspective shift coming from and living from abundance instead of a limited mindset. Um, so I just we're going to put on some music. And the first thing is just to ask the Lord to highlight to you where you've been living in a scarcity mindset um, and living from a yeah, pauper mentality. I would encourage you to just look in the different areas of your life. Allow the Lord to highlight areas. just to repent for where you've lived from a scarcity or pauper mindset and limited God based on your physical or logical explanations.
challenges to receive new lenses from the Lord and eyes of abundance. And actually, if you want to do a prophetic act in taking your new glasses or your new lenses and actually putting them on your eyes to be able to see kingdom perspective and abundance, um, yeah, living from a place of abundance. And I just encourage you, ask, receive it as a gift. It's not something you have to do. You, you will never be able to see. You, you need the gift of revelation in this area. You will never be able to see this as big as it is on your own. You do not have the capacity to. So you need to ask God for those lenses. You need to ask Him. And like Heidi said, at some moment when you just feel, just to make that prophetic act, put them on. thing that we wanted to talk about um, was living from an abundance mindset when it comes to how you relate to other people and other people's blessings as well. Um, and so for those of you that listened to Heidi and I's little podcast we did this last week, um, you'll know this story, but it's something the Lord's been speaking to me about. It comes from Joshua 4, and I'm going to run through this story very quickly, but it's when the Israelites were coming into the promised land, which was a huge, like, awaited for blessing it was this monumentous moment but the last barrier that they had to cross was the Jordan River and it's very difficult to take an entire people group across a raging river but the Lord stopped up the water on one side and the priest stood in the middle and the whole nation passed over this river it was a total miracle and um, it says 40,000 men of war crossed over. And you can imagine the feeling of having wandered in the desert for how long? Your father's being on the brink. All of a sudden, you've seen the promised land. 
Um, you've seen the Lord stop up a river. You've watched 40,000 men of war walk into the promise. You've crossed over. It was a huge moment. And the Lord said to them, what you're going to do is you're going to take up stones from the middle of that river and you're going to pile them up, 12 stones, and you're going to put that as a monument on the other side. And it says that so that your children, one day when your children come up and say, ask you, what do these stones mean? You'll be able to tell them about the might and the deliverance and the testimony of the Lord. And what the Lord spoke to me about that, he said, Jess, what are those stones? Um, I said, well, Lord, what are are the stones? He said, those are your testimonies. It's things that you raise up in your life and you say, this is what God has done for me to mark that testimony. And the reason was not just for you so that you can look back in your life and say, when you're facing, because the Israelites were about to face some big battles going in to take their promises. They were about to face some big things, but they could look backwards, look at the monument at the Jordan River, remember who God was, and say, that's the God that's fighting for me here. Um, And it wasn't just for them. It was for their children, also the people around them, to build these monuments in their life to show the blessing and the provision of God. Um, and to say, like, to point to what God has already done. And these are markers in your life and in other people's lives of this is who God is. These are the blessings and the abundance that God has blessed me with in my life. And in the same way, you know, when you um, like go, are walking on a trail, running on a trail, you get to like monuments and signposts. If you're traveling somewhere, you get to some kind of monument that's been uplifted and say, this is the way you're going to go to get to this destination. And it's because someone has gone there before. Someone has walked that road before and said, this is the way to go in that direction. And in the same way, when other people are blessed, it's a sign pointing to the goodness of an abundant God. Mm -hmm. So if you see someone who has had incredible financial breakthrough in their life, they've been very, very, very blessed. Instead of looking at that person from a that pauper mentality of like, well, they have the chocolate chip muffin and now I cannot have one. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> um, you can look at that. I mean, this is, this is, how, I, this is how I thought of it. If you, go into, if you go into a party and you see someone with a muffin walking around, my immediate thought is like, there are muffins available here. Where did you get that? <laughs> and how can I get one? Um, so when you see someone running around with a muffin... Okay, you're not going to be like, well, that's nice. (laughs) How come you get a muffin and I don't get one? I'll be like, excuse me, um, hi, that looks delicious. Where did you get that? In which direction shall I go? (laughs) Let that be a sign to me pointing to the dessert table, you know? (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. Um, It shows, hey, there's something available for me here. So it's to go to someone who's been really blessed in this area of life and that area of life and go and be like, Where'd you get that? I mean, and if you see someone walking around with a muffin in this hand, a muffin in this hand, and one muffin in their mouth, you can be like, there are a lot of muffins here. There's obviously a pile somewhere that's available. Like, obviously, if you can run around with three muffins, there is an abundance. So if you see someone exponentially blessed, like ridiculously blessed, it actually points to, hey, there is more for 
me to get here, then there's less for me to get here. And the other thing about an abundance mindset is it inspires generosity in your own soul. If you have a scarcity mindset and there are three muffins and you, there's the last one there, you're going to be like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take that. But if there's a big pile and someone says, hey, excuse me, can I have that muffin? You're not going to have as much of an inner turmoil. <laughs> In fact, do you have kids at home? Do you want a doggy bag? <laughs> How many do you want? You can keep giving it away because you know there's so much to go around. And you're not going to keep it in like this. Because when you look around and you see other people's um, blessings, whether it be in finances, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in like material things and immaterial things, it should inspire worship in our hearts it shouldn't inspire resentment or self-pity it should actually point to an abundant god that is willing to bless you not to i i you know well how come you got that and not me you know like i can i went to the gym three times and i deserve that muffin and you billy definitely do not okay Or the other way, you you can also do it the other way where you justify it, like Heidi was saying. And you sit there and you kind of think, you know, Billy looks like he's been to the gym three times this week. He should probably take it. I, however, should not. You just oh, that's why they deserve the blessing and I do not. You you justify. And it'll either inspire resentment or self pity or worship to to a God. <laughs> this is everyone at a mule after church. I'm like, hi, I was just wondering if you had any muffins. <laughs> I don't know, it's just been on my mind a lot recently. <laughs> so, what I want to start with, with this part of the activation is to ask the Lord to highlight in your life areas where you have looked at others with a pauper mindset or with resentment. And now, Ask him to bring maybe specific people to mind, not necessarily even that you have in the past looked at that, but you have the possibility to. And this goes beyond just your friends, because sometimes it's, it's a little easier to celebrate with your friends when they have blessings, you know, because you know this journey that they've been on and things. But I'm talking about that person in the news, you know, that... Or a new story, that person, this celebrity, that celebrity, someone that's just been really, really, really blessed. And you've that had that moment. Instagram that person on Instagram. Brilliant weekend. No, that's just been running and around. sat at home doing nothing. You know, you know that, that, that slight break of overtime that you took when you saw, like, it's, Billy's off in Tuscany <laughs> with his muffins. <laughs> but to take a moment to actually ask the Lord to highlight people and um, others that you've looked at with resentment or self-pity or envy and um this is for things like someone who's think people who've got just a whole lot of money or a really nice car or the best wardrobe and also your immaterial things like um you know has got a great relationship with their friends a great friend circle good marks at school um the promotion you know uh, all these things marriage um all of these things, other things that you've looked at, and well, they've been really blessed there. Why not me? And ask the Lord to kind of bring those people and situations to, to mind.
if there are a couple of those that have just been brought to your mind, take a moment again to just um, surrender and repent of having a pauper mentality towards either that blessing that they have or that person or the way you've looked at that monument that's been raised up in their, in their life. is also think about where you have held back your worship because when you when you put up a testimony and you say look at the blessing of the Lord in my life you've held back your worship because of um, other people and what they might think of you or how they might come at you for for certain things because um, you know when you it's not praise on yourself but when you say, look at how beautiful God is, like if we as Christians actually start expecting to be blessed in, in all areas of life, let our lives actually point as a monument to heaven and let people look at us and say, their God must love them. You know, if we say, oh, God really loves you, oh, my God is, is love, but we're groveling on the floor, struggling for every little breath, and we, even when we do get blessed, we hide it because somehow we're shameful of what, God, what we preach about, but then don't raise up. Um, but think about some, some areas that you've held back your worship and you have, you've been brought across your Jordan River. You've had this incredible victory and the Lord says, raise up a monument to remind yourself of how good I am, to teach your children of how good I am, to show your friends of how good I am. And you said, nah, I'm just going to let the waters just go and then I'm just going to tiptoe back into the promised land after that. And actually... Think about, first of all, moments in your life that are monuments of the blessing of the Lord in your life. What do you have? And think about um, any that you actually do need to mark and raise up that, have, that haven't been marked.
lastly, my encouragement to you is to think about the blessed people in and outside of your life, the people that you see around you that are being blessed and are um, walking in abundance and begin to actually shape the way you see them. And even those people in the beginning that you, that you kind of thought of, some blessed people outside of your life and in your life, begin to see their blessings as monuments and sign points and arrows as to what is available to you. So they're running around with these different blessings at the party and you are able to be like, well, where did you get that? How did you get that? And that these are actually monuments and signposts pointing to what is available to you and then thank God for them. And now we're going to just end off, and I'm going to read Isaiah 54. We've got one more sealer moment. Um, I'm going to read um, from Isaiah 54, verse 1. It says, Shout for joy, O barren one, you who have borne no child. Break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud, you who have not travailed, given birth. For the son of the desolate, uh, the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your curtain, the curtains of your dwelling. Spare not, spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. You will spread abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess, dispossess will possess the nations and will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. And do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. And so forth. But um, what I want to see, you to see there, this is, um, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. Make room. 
I'm, I'm telling you, this is what God is saying to you right now. Make room for God's abundance. And it speaks there, it says, shout for joy, O barren woman. The, where you get your pauper mentality from is when you're looking at yourself. You're the one who's going to make it happen. You're the one who's going to provide. It's when you're looking at, you are limited. Your energy is limited. Your resources are limited. It's when you're looking at the natural. But we do not have to look at the natural. God has given us a supernatural life and he's given us himself. And so that's why it says, shout for joy. And like I said at the beginning, we are people of faith. We are living from abundance, not toward abundance. We are expect, this is a, that's why we can shout for joy. And that's why it says, they shout for joy, O barren one. That's the one who, they're not trusting themselves and their body to produce this abundance that he's telling you about. So he's saying, listen, you who cannot produce abundance, listen, you, you just don't, you haven't got what it takes. I'm telling you, enlarge the place of your tent because I I have given you abundance. And, and so what is, what is the first thing they did? They're like, I believe. I believe. How do you know they believe? Why is he telling them to shout? Because you're not going to get all joyful. Listen, if someone walked in here and said, I am giving out holidays to every person in this room. You can go overseas for three weeks, any destination, all expenses paid. I can just see by your faces. <laughs> You're of your tent. Stretch wide. It actually says that. Do not spare. What does that mean? Do not spare. It means abundance mindset, people. Not your limited idea of what I, how you can be blessed, how you can find blessing. No. God wants to bless you with abundance. Why? We spoke about this. So that you can be a blessing. Now, I went to a friend's farm a little while ago and they used to to farm these um, uh, 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 fruit trees. And at, the mo- at that time, that those fruit trees were no longer popular on the market. So she, they, like they were full, the, the, it's just trees and trees, orchards and orchards of fruit. Okay, so she said, like, Debbie, when I first arrived at this farm, I actually didn't know what to do because I looked at all this fruit just like, writing on the ground and I was like I have to do so she started bottling she made all every single fruit she said but I 
didn't have enough bottles and time to bottle all this fruit. So then she started putting it in boxes and taking it into town to give away to various different places. But she said, I still couldn't deal with all this fruit that was like rotting on the ground. And she said, one day, I just, it just gave me a revelation of God. Um, and his abundance, and how he is an abundant God. And despite I could give it away as much as I like, I could make all these things, give the jars of, of um, you know, this fruit, um, chutneys, and all the things that she did. Um, and we were there at the time, and we were walking through the things, and, you know, we'd go up, pick a, pick a peach or whatever, apple, whether there was just every type of fruit. And, you know, ate it, and it was okay. I just was like, oh, not good enough. Take another. Take another. Until I found the juiciest, nicest one. And really, God's abundance is like that. He wants to bless us so much that we, we can't give it away fast enough. We can't do it like, to the point where we're like, Okay, like, you know, I could take a bit of this and I could give a bit of this away. There's so many opportunities presenting to me. I don't even, I can't take them all because I, I am limited, even although God's abundance is not limited. I'm limited. So I actually, I mean, this is how you need to expect that I'm going to be turning away blessing in the sense of taking blessing that God's given me and saying, like, could you please take this for me? Um, could you please take that for me? I know you've got so away. You, God wants you to be a reservoir of blessing. People are, you are God's hope to bless the nations, just like Abraham. And it's how you see that blessing, how you see it coming, that's so important. Okay? So our, um, what we're going to do now is we're going to spend a little moment, and I really encourage you to use your, your pen whether it be drawing or writing, because sometimes it makes you more purposeful than just thinking, okay? And what I want you to do is I want you to enlarge your thinking. In other words, you're going to have some dream, you're going to put some dreams down on your paper. What does abundance look like in your life, in your sphere of influence? What does it look like if God is pouring out so much blessing that I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't know what to do with it all. That's the sort of, that's the extent of dream of it. And, and when you're dreaming, don't spare and say, oh, I don't know. Because we're not talking about whether you can do it or not. We're talking about what God can do. And have we not been saying he's a miraculous God? He can do amazing things. Because if we limit him to what we can do, like Heidi was speaking about those lenses, he is limited by the lenses that you use. He is he's limited. Like um, someone was, I think Jess was saying, you and Katie and someone else were talking about, what measure are you bringing to God? Are you bringing your little thimble? Are you bringing your little cup? Are you bringing a barrel? Are you bringing a jug? Are you bringing a reservoir? Are you, you know, what are you bringing to God? 
Because it's not dependent on you. So we're going to have a little moment now. And I want you I want you to dream. I want you to write down. These are things that, I mean, I could do. I want you to stretch your mind. It's just like these are the blessings God could actually do. Put them all out there. Let them be in abundance. You might not be able to actually do them all, but... Maybe God gives you the opportunity to do them all, that you actually need to give some opportunities away to someone else. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.